We're trying to ride a wave, ride the wave from like another creator, you know? Just like share your podcast with someone who's already famous, then hopefully that some of their audience can listen. Yeah, that's Um, a good idea. Because like, I feel like with with just sharing it in your your platform, your social media, it's just your friends, you know, Mm -hmm. that are watching it. You want to like branch out to like just have like, real followers not just friends you know just like actual people out there i don't know just something yeah. i saw <laughs> and to be honest with you like is our family members really gonna watch it i highly doubt yeah it <laughs> <laughs> they'll be like oh yeah we watched it but like they'll be like nah the inside <laughs> right they just clicked on it and then clicked out yeah yeah it's got a one viewer or oh, they'll put it on mute or something like that and just keep <laughs> on the side. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Jazzy. You, you could share us some knowledge. Because, like, you've got some friends that have been successful in this this area. You know, YouTube. Dude, Dude so... <laughs> I'm telling you, YouTube was probably... Honestly, I still think about it, like, not all the time, but, like... I still think about it a good amount of times. Like, what if I chose, like, I had, like, two friends <laughs> at the same time. They're like, oh, we're going to start up YouTube. This was, like, like, 2012, 2013, when, like, YouTube was, like, about to get big and everything like that. And they're like, yo, you want to do YouTube? I'm like, nah, man, I'm taking, like, Chem 1A, Chem 1B, and BIOS, and all that mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> like, dude, I can't. And they all started YouTube. And now one has like 500k. Let me see, check how many subscribers he has. The other one has like 100k. And dude's riding around in like a um, 401k subscribers. Dude's riding around in a Range Rover and stuff like that. So pretty wild. Damn. Yeah. So they 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 know. They know yeah, how to play this just, game, the YouTube game. <laughs> dude, they just they just been persistent. Like they've been like making videos constantly, like every day, every other day when like Madden like makes a promo or anything like that, it's every day a video. Non stop. Even it's hard because like when Madden like has his dead time, but they still made other videos and stuff like that. They found like creative new ways to find like like, if it wasn't Madden, they'd be doing another game or just, like, doing a vlog or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And they've been consistent, so... I mean, look at them now, so... I mean, it's kind of like us, so, like, we're in a different profession. We just gotta, like... We stay persistent for, like, four years now. Or for eight years now. Including undergrad. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> well, okay. Welcome to Podcast Medicine and Culture with Tin and On and our guest today, Jazz. Uh someone that we went to school with medical school um we're glad to have him here so like again uh just want to say that we just are some medical students incoming residents interns we just want to talk about things uh that are not related to medicine because we want to be well-rounded educated in other things but also uh, want to talk about medicine thing too uh thank you for tuning in um let's have uh, welcome to Jazz. Let's see uh, what he has to talk about today. 
Uh, you want to introduce yourself, Jazz? <laughs> yeah, so my name is Jazz, short for Jazz Karn. Um, currently just finished my last rotation yesterday, so I'm pretty excited. Ooh, uh, nice, man. Yeah, matched at Fresno, being at home. So pretty awesome. Looking forward to being at home, um, starting the intern year and learn a lot. Super excited. Damn, man. The dream come true. Yeah, this it's, is been, like... <laughs> it's been such a wild ride. Like, I can't even, like, when I started undergrad, taking all those, like, bios and the cams, and you're just struggling with them, and you're like, dude, I'm never making it to med school. And then slowly and surely, you're just, like, knocking on the door every single day, and then it finally just, like, oh, it opens up. Once you finally <laughs> match it, like, wow, it's crazy. It honestly didn't it honestly still hasn't hit me yet i don't think like like i'm officially like a doctor i guess but it still hasn't hit me like i still feel like i still feel like jazz so i'm cool <laughs> <with that though. laughs> i think that's what's great about about you specifically is like you're just regular old jazz but then like you have all this knowledge now you have this job now you know and like you just this is how this is what I do. This is how I roll now. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like, I, don't, like, I feel like I like I know a lot, but like at the same time, I don't know a lot. So there's still like room for improvement on literally everything that I've done on every section, on every topic. So I think I can improve in like every which way. And so I'm, that's why I'm excited for residency is just like learning a lot and trying to get more of that. Because like as a student, you're kind of just like, it kind of just washing here and there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have a little bit of responsibility, but most of the time it's kind of like off to the side kind of thing. Right. Um, kind of depends on where rotation and where you're at. But looking forward to like growing, having that responsibility, like of a mm-hmm. patient right in front of you, and that's all you. So, I mean, you still got the attendings help, but it's gonna be like you're gonna have to do a lot of the chart digging and doing all the little details and stuff like that. So I'm super excited. Damn, man. Both of you guys. <laughs> oh, Tim's going to Arrowhead? No, Arrowhead. I know. Yeah. He was, It'll be a blast. You excited, dude? Yeah. I'm kind of nervous coming here and I feel like I don't know anything anymore. Seriously, dude. Like, I, I, I just finished. I'm like, dude, uh, am, am I ready to like do anything <laughs> yeah i feel like everything's like draining out of my head yeah like i feel like it's like little things like the attendees will ask me and i'm like dude if they asked me this a year ago i would like put it in like i would spit it out in a second and now they ask me and i'm like damn i don't remember this <laughs> and i'm like yo should i like review sketchy or should i review path <laughs> should i go through you world again or something like that yeah straight up like <laughs> Uh, just, just chill for these next few weeks. <laughs> There'll be plenty yeah. of more time. I I think that's a good advice. So my fiance Patty, she's already, she's like finishing her intern year, right? Uh-huh. And her, her biggest advice is like literally just chill for these months, man. Because yeah. you're going to be thrown in there. It's going to be a whirlwind. And it's going to be constant, you know, working. So you're going to wish that you took this time off yeah. to like decompress and, and um, 
hit the ground running pretty much because now, you know, like towards the end, you start running out of steam and stuff. So, um, it's good, man. That you're 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 taking it. You're just chilling at home. You know, <laughs> don't, yeah. Don't be, like, don't don't have the need to like oh study like crazy like oh dedicated and stuff. You know. Yeah. Just, Honestly, uh, I used spend to time with your family. Yeah. Yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah, dude. I was so like now kind of especially after like i'd say after grenada i've been so like i used to be this like i want to say i'm not like a gunner or anything like that but i was always like on top of stuff doing everything doing all the extra stuff but then like it just kind of wears on you and like i felt like i cared too much at some points and it just kind of weighed me down so I, I find it just kind of found that balance of like caring, but then also like doing what I love to do. So that way, when I do um, my job or study or whatever, it's like I'm 100% ready to go. And like, it's like this happened to me in my first semester in Grenada. I was just like studying 24-7 while my roommate's out here playing soccer. And I'm like, dude, how you got time for soccer? And he's like, dude, I just got to make time. Like you've always got to make that time. And I was like, here struggling with every little thing and I'm like damn and so like now I'm just like I'm not studying nothing <laughs> so even my last rotation I was like oh god let me let me out because I was like that's <laughs> right real I swear for like the last few months it's been such it's been so crazy where I've been going from zero to hundred a hundred to zero like on like my effort level because the rotations because in new york i was like zero because i was like okay i think i got the interviews on point and everything like that matches coming up and then if you don't if you don't know this but match day or that monday that we had match day i started my sub eye so and it's a pretty busy sub eye like you're like making orders and everything like that like daily labs, you're putting the orders in, like the the senior resident got to sign in and everything like that. But you got to put the orders in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so it was pretty like wild. And I was like, I found out that I matched in such a weird way. So I thought we were going to find because I Googled it like a few days before. I was like, oh, it's going to be at 9 a.m. Uh, uh, West Coast time. And I was like, okay, cool. So the uh, Sabah, you had to be there at um, 6.30 every day. So but we're actually finding out at six o'clock. So I'm, I'm driving at 6 a.m. to get there a little early. And then the group chat's blowing up. Oh, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes and stuff like that. And I'm like, wait, we're finding out? And then I was like, what? So I'm driving. And I'm like, I, I like once they told me it was like five minutes left, I, I couldn't drive no more. Like I was like literally panicking. I'm like, I'm not trying to like die before I match. So my car, I drove out of the freeway, I parked my car to the side, and I found out on, like, the middle of the street that I matched. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, that's wild. That's wild. Did you take the day off? (laughs) No, dude. I just found my first day on the sub-eye, so it was, like, really weird. Like, I found out that I matched, but then, like, I was still, like, oh, you just started your sub-eye, so you got to, like, actually put in the work now. So it was like yeah. wild, but luckily I got um, my senior uh, resident was super awesome. Uh, she let me uh, go home on Friday for celebrate with my family because, like, honestly, because 
for me, Friday was the biggest day, a lot more on Monday. I kind of figured that I'd match, like not to be like cocky or anything like that, but um, but I figured I just wanted to be close to home or if not home. And I wanted to get my number one choice so Super Valley because I knew it would give me the best opportunity to do what I want to do in the future. And to match up my number one choice, dream come true. Yeah. And then, like, finding out, like, especially at home with my family there. And, like, everyone was sleeping. And so I just screamed and, like, it was like a big group, like, family hug and everything like that. So it was pretty awesome. Pretty lit. Nice. Ten, tell me about your match experience. What happened? Uh, I remember, man. It was, I just got, I think I, like, overslept and then I think my wife had to, like, call me and she's like, hey, what did you get? Like, you match? And I was like, oh, yeah, let me let me check my email. Because, like, at the time, I, did, I, I was pretty much, no, I wasn't done with, was I done? I don't, I don't remember I was done my uh, rotations or not, but yeah, she like, and I, I looked up the email and saw, yeah, I matched. She's really like, get really happy. And no, I, mm -hmm. I did, I was on rotation. I, was, I think it was an EM, but I still like, I did have to come in that day or something. But yeah, oh. so she was more excited than I was. <laughs> <laughs> Why were you excited? It sounds like 10. It sounds like 10. <laughs> Why weren't you excited, man? I mean, or were you excited about Monday more? I think, I think, yeah, I think as soon as I knew that I match, I think that was the one that I was like, you know, more worried about. So I definitely checked it. Like, you know, like I think I woke up early. Yeah, I think that's what I'm talking about on Monday. So I woke up early, like uh -huh. five, ten minutes beforehand. I was like checking mm -hmm. Reddit and stuff, and I think people were getting emails and stuff already, and I didn't receive my email. I was like, dude, what's going on? So I think like five, 10 minutes past like the time that, oh. that we're supposed to know. And I see people posting emails, images on the Instagram. It's like, oh yeah, I matched and stuff. And I'm like, wait, what the heck? Like, how come I didn't get any emails yet? So I was worried. I was like, oh shoot, oh, yeah. like, like they're not get matched because like the, everyone's getting the result and I'm not. That mean, I'm probably going to get a rejection in like a few minutes. So 10 minutes past, I'm like, I don't understand. So I actually went onto the NRMP website. Um, I couldn't wait for the e email anymore. and then it actually say that, you know, I wasn't qualified for soft. So I was like, okay, so I match, but how come I still didn't get any emails? So I was like browsing through Reddit and like looking up on my friend's Facebook. I was like, maybe my email is just kind of delayed. Yeah. But then <laughs> turns out that actually the email that I used for the match communication was for was our SGU email and it wasn't my Gmail. So it actually went through the ah. SGU email, but I was checking my Gmail oh. the whole time. <laughs> Wow, yeah. that's funny. So He's that was uh, like, that was the like scary like twenty minutes of my life. But other than that, yeah, yikes! That sounds awful. I always honestly, I use my SGU email for like everything. Like, I don't know. I kind of like that email though. I just hate you that, get like, that email forever. I, I think, think so. You keep you using it. Get yeah. that email forever though. You keep using it. Yeah, you can keep using uh, it as long as, long as because you know, like every like. I think few like month or two months they send you an email say like to reset your password or something. That's like oh. a way for you to keep doing it. Because that's how I lost my UCI email. Because I still I, have my Fresno State email. Yeah, I still like, use it here. I'm kind of mad that I lost oh, my UCI damn. email because like if I just kept using it and stuff, I could have kept the UCI email. But yeah, I, I don't have access to my UCI <laughs> email anymore. Oh, oh damn! 
What's that? Wow. They just canceled it? I mean, it just expires. Yeah, I think that's how it, it is for all the academic uh, institutions. Yeah, because like I'm honestly, I still use my Fresno State email. Like, if it's like some of those, like I have two emails. I have the SGU one, uh, and then I have the Fresno State one. I have the Yahoo one, but like I never really, really use it. <laughs> um, the Fresno State one, if it's like, if I know if it's like just like, if it's not important, I'll just give. I'll just use my Fresno State email. But if it's like an important one, I'll use my SGU one because I still get notifications, like of all like SGU stuff. So I had to like, I had to go through all the hassle of like, you know, when like someone gets robbed or something like that. I SGU, I <laughs> emails on that. I'm like, dude, I can't like. Dude, you get that on like a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was like, okay, I'm gonna cancel this. So they finally <laughs> stopped coming, and uh, that was good. And I, I just honestly just use my SGU email for everything. Like, um, UCSF, uh, Fresno, they were like, you can't use your school email. It's going to be like canceled. I'm like, I just talked to SU. Like I look, that's all like, I want to use SU's email. I was like, I just talked to them. We can still use our email. And I was like, all right, cool. So I was like, SU told me we can still use our email. And they're like, okay, cool. I was like, wow. Yeah. Forever. Okay. It was like a very small, very small little problem. They're like, you can't use your <laughs> email. SGU email. All right, let me find out uh, through SGU if they're going to cancel it. Like, nope. <laughs> Damn. Tim, when have you been finished? How long have you been finished for? Probably a month now. Okay. Yeah, I've been in Buffalo hanging out with my wife. Oh, been- oh nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's how we got the podcast started running and making music and making more YouTube videos and stuff. Dude, you know, yeah. you know, like our video, the one that me and you made, is, was like the biggest one. I'm getting the most view out of like all the recent ones I made. Which ones? Like the SU ones that we talked about, the SU experience. Oh yeah. yeah those, those two were like, are like my currently, you know, biggest views out of all of my recent wow. ones. Yeah, we gotta get Jess back onto another video. Yeah. <laughs> you guys talk about some spicy SU stuff. Some spicy SU tea. <laughs> Holy crap, we actually got 1k. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yo, that's pretty impressive. That's wow. <laughs> what are, what are the, some of the comments? You should yeah. read, <laughs> read some of the comments right now. I want to know what people say. <laughs> she was like, get these so... two clowns out of here. <laughs> Seriously. Because <laughs> it, it was, was what... weird because, like, I, I like, after completing SGU, I'm still like an SGU supporter. Yeah. But like, not so much. Everyone and... everyone that I talk to is an SGU supporter, except for me and on. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made the video good. good, though, right? Yeah. To have yeah, like two contrasts, two contrasts, you know, of like SGU, I think that's what makes the video good to watch because then you can see both perspectives, you know? And that's what people want to hear when they, when they want to know the truth about a school that they're potentially, you know, wanting to go to. They want to see two sides, and that's perfect. Yeah. Uh huh. Exactly because like we yeah. had like completely different experiences. Well, not completely different, but like we had different experiences, and it was when we looked back at it, we pr- approached it a little bit differently as well. And like for me, when I came, 
when I was applying to SGU, like I literally, once I found out that I like failed the MCAT again, I took it like three times. And like the fourth time I was like, okay, I'm going to SGU. That was literally my reaction when I found my the MCAT score. I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to SGU. So <laughs> I, honestly, cause all my cousins went there. So I didn't even do any research on SGU like before I went there. I just straight up like applied and I just went. While like Tin was like Googling like everything. It was like, I don't know. I can't, I like, I can't, if I did that, I don't think I would have went because <laughs> I would have been like scared. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I even looked much into SGU to be honest. Yeah. You, I think you I, I, from undergrad though, right? Yeah. We like knew each other from like the mission ship mostly. Um, and I kind of just called him one day. I was like, dude, are we going to do this? <laughs> and then he was like, yeah, just go do it. And then just yeah. booked the trip and went. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think, um, I, I, think I did all the research for you. And then so you were like, <laughs> okay. I mean, I yeah, you were like, okay, I guess if Ten says okay and he's going to, and I'm, I'm just going to go, it should be fine. <laughs> if Ten does so. Yeah. Honestly, like, because I didn't have anyone. I was trying to get one of my best friends to go asked you at the same time because he graduated like uh undergrad like a semester before me he's like nah dude i'm trying to go into the states i'm like dude just go like we ain't gonna get accepted here and like our staff ain't good enough and like there's just other things that like they're at like med schools are looking for and like we're just not gonna get accepted because we just don't like qualify and so like just go to SGU, like it'll give us the best chance he's like nah and he finally went like this past. Um, he's in term two right now. I'm like, you went there anyway. Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, dude, I'm oh, finished. I'm like, dude, like I wish he would have went with me. But then, like, honestly, if I went with him, like, I don't know how it would have turned out. Because you guys knew each other. Like, to be honest, before, because even at Fresno State, I lived at home, and I had my close group of friends, but I wasn't that much of a social butterfly, you could say. Mm-hmm. And then, and then since there was nobody at SGU that I knew or nobody was going with me, I was literally like forced to get like out of my shell. And I literally became a social butterfly. Like I was talking with everyone. It just became so natural. And honestly, if I, if he did come with me, I don't know if I would have all the friends that I do have right now because I would have just hung out with him so maybe it just turned out for the best so it is what it is (laughs) just happens for a reason i guess (laughs) yeah i think it's like for us because we knew each other we we kind of like had each other's back you know um Mm -hmm. we were there to support each other and i think we just came in with this mentality it was like just grind these two years, you know, because we know that we know how hard it is um, to pass all the tests, you know, like how what SGU puts these roadblocks for you. Mm-hmm. So many roadblocks, yeah. Yeah, so I think because Tim did all his research, he do like, this is what we need to get, like, this is <laughs> what we need to do to get off this island. I think we just had that mentality. Um, so I guess, like, in that regard, it was good that we made it off the island, but we did miss out on like the opportunity to like, you know, 
branch out and kind of like be, you know, out there and, and meet new people, you know? So I guess it's, it's like a trade-off. So. Yeah. I don't know. It, it's, it's, it has ups and like, it has its pros and cons. So yeah. it's cool. Like the good, like the funny thing is, is like, if there's any SU drama, like I just talked about it with my friends, there's still SU drama apparently. So. What do you mean? Like SU drama on the island or like SU drama, like in clinical right now? No, like SU drama as in like, like how our classmates are doing or what's going on with the school and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's funny just to see like the people like where they are at and like, who are they with? Because there were just a lot of things going on that happened at SU. So <laughs> what's some drama, man? Spill some tea. Nah, I can't spill some tea, man. It's online, man. It's, it's going to be anonymous. <laughs> no, no one knows. Not anonymous. Keep it HIPAA like, compliant. Don't give Asian names. And you said. Yeah, right. <laughs> I could do that. I could do that. Nah, but it's like, I'll, oh, I'll yeah, just this someone I know. Yeah. <laughs> I should just create, you know, those like. um Actually, you can try to keep on, on shows like it's that big, dark, deep voice. I should just create that right now. <laughs> <laughs> But oh, yeah, your face. Comments. So the first comment was thank you. Oh, this comment's long. This video is super formative. I'm in the process of applying SGU and I needed to help. I needed to hear this for clarity on what to expect. Thanks for both your, your viewpoints and congratulations on graduating. And then she just asked a question. Would you suggest get the first eight textbook to use with the class instructions to help excelling on step one. And then the third question was, did you match? And yep. Tim just told him we matched. Hell yeah. <laughs> we matched. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I'm, dude, that's crazy. We got freaking 1K. That's awesome. Yeah. That's your most watched video? No, that. <laughs> Actually, the most watched one is actually the one. Remember, when we made the 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 one that me and you made. That was super like amateurish. It was like a how to not fall asleep in class. I'm still getting tons of view on it like every day. That's so weird. Yeah. Oh, that's a cringe video. <laughs> when was this created? That's probably like I think probably like a few weeks into our first term. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's like it was. It was the time when I was like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna start making YouTube videos." <laughs> oh, how to stop falling, dude? That's seven point one k videos. Yeah, what? Yeah, seven point one, dude. That's awesome. Just the amateur editing and the amateur acting. <laughs> I, I think I need to go back to root and just like make more like how to study videos and stuff. I think those are gonna get <laughs> more views. No, I still have so many like pictures of me on SU slumber. <laughs> sleeping like randomly <laughs> i'm gonna make one my profile picture because like literally honestly that's how i got through man sleeping that's funny yo sleep is important like i couldn't be one of those guys that wake up at 5 a.m like that's why residency gonna be so tough for me because like honestly it's gonna be so hard because like i'm so not used to sleeping early like i i've this whole week i've been waking up early been going to sleep at 11 but I come home 
then like it just becomes natural for me to fall asleep at like two three o'clock and wake up at 12. yeah see that's the thing is um society is actually biased against night owls so people oh, yeah, yeah right. so there's two types of people right this is something i learned from um uh why we sleep uh so this actually i used to believe i thought i used to think this was a myth but it's actually true that you know some people are like early risers and some people are night owls and it's actually evolutionarily benefit to the population is because you can't have everyone to be sleeping at the same time right so the night owls are going to be awake to keep watch while you know people who go to sleep early can sleep early and then by the time you know uh, the people who sleep early wakes up that's when the night owl can go to sleep so it's actually, and then you have like a little gap in between, maybe like two or three hours downtime. But it's evolutionarily, that's why you have those two types of people in the population is to help you guys survive. So yeah, the problem is that now society is actually kind of progressed to where, oh yeah, you need to work more. You need more daytime hour in the day so you can do more work. So then mm. it kind of favors people who wake up early and go to bed early. And it's discriminating yeah. against the night owls because... The night owl, because there's actually people who just like, especially, uh, I actually found myself, I like to be a night owl because I get a lot more creative stuff done at night. Like, mm -hmm. like at night is when like all my good thoughts come to me, like all good ideas, like making music, uh, like making videos, ideas, like writing things. I found it right. when it comes, to, it comes to me at night rather than early in the morning. So before I always thought that like, I can kind of like, I didn't believe in it. I thought it was a myth. So I was like, you know what, if I just go to bed early. I mean, I get eight hours of sleep, so I'm gonna wake up early. So I go to bed at ten. I can wake up at six in the morning and get my stuff done. And that's what I had to do for med school. Um, and you know, like it kind of worked because, I you know, we wake you wake up early in the morning and then you get to study because it's really yeah. quiet and stuff. <laughs> but it's still, I come to see that it's not. Even though I get a lot of stuff done in the morning, it wasn't because I was an early riser. It was, and I made myself to do it. It was just because I didn't have a lot a lot of distractions. But yeah, I'm still a night owl. So then, my optimal time of like most creativity and everything else, like work can get done. If I had no distraction, it's when it's done at night. So, I feel you, man. Like society is actually definitely biased against <laughs> night owls, and schooling the education system is biased against kids who are night owls. So usually, these kids actually tend to like get worse grades in school because mm -hmm. they always stay up late at night, and then they just super tired throughout the day, like when they go to school and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, and it's, it's hard for them to catch up on the sleep so yeah honestly I, I feel like they should make double school like it's it's so it's so hard like man like honestly like i try to but like i just fall into, into the same cycle like i just can't i can't like it takes me like a while to like get up and get charged but if i wake up at like 10 o'clock like i'm good to go i'm ready to go yeah for like the whole day I think when we like met students and when we're in residence and we become doctors, like we're gonna be so tired that we're gonna sleep no matter what. So we we're gonna be forced into that that routine anyway that the hospital and like society force upon us. But if you, this is what I tell the people who's like, oh yeah, I don't know, I'm a night owl, or like early riser. I'm just like, okay, think of like the time when you're in the summer or something, or when you didn't have a lot of, uh, obligations and you can just go to sleep and wake up anytime you want, and then uh -huh. you're gonna see where you naturally fall into. Right? Yeah, like because for me, exactly. like once med school ended, or like when rotations ended, um, because like when rotation was happening, I was really busy, so I was literally I was sleeping at like nine ten p.m., which is fine. I didn't have problems sleeping early and waking up early to like mm. get stuff done and go through rotation and stuff and walk my dog mm. and get my exercises in. But that's just because yeah. I was so tired throughout the day, so I can sleep. 
But yeah. as everything ended, I had no more obligations. I found that I was actually falling. My sleep time was getting later and later throughout the day, and I was waking up later and later. Mm-hmm. So then you just naturally fall back to your, you know, prefer so circadian rhythm. I have I have a question. Yeah, so it's like what we learn in school, right? We have that circadian rhythm mm-hmm. built in, and it's different for biological everybody. clock, yep. right? And I think from what you're telling me, like I I hope that they've done some research. Like, is it linked to like a specific gene? You know, like. Uh, you know the night owls have a specific gene you know that's common amongst all the night owls and the early risers mm. because it seems it seems like it's that way you know <laughs> like it, it you, does yeah because literally uh my mom has the same gene where like i literally she literally tries to sleep early but then if she has nothing to do that the following day or anything like that she'll sleep at three o'clock and still wake up at the same like time like she'll just naturally progress to her late cycle like even for me even if i go to sleep early if i have nothing to do i'll still wake up at 10 like it just happens <laughs> like i'll wake up at 10 yeah. i'll just get more hours of sleep if i go to sleep early but my natural mm-hmm. body tells me to wake up at like 10 and it's the same thing with my mom my brother's kind of like in more of an early riser but he kind of just fluctuates too my dad's definitely like an early riser like he can't right. sleep. Also, an interesting thing. Um, my cousin and his wife, uh, one's a, uh, in, in internal medicine and she's a family medicine, but they're both hospitalists. And they always work during the same week and they have the same off week. So they could uh, um, no, like travel together. together. Yeah, and travel and stuff like that. Now they have a kid, but. Um, well, now they have they a kid, were... so they get to alternate the week work week now. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's like what would you guys do? So the problem is, it's like because that one week of hospitalist is always busy. One, uh, my cousin, he's like a late. He's a night owl, so he always works at night. But she works in the morning, so when one comes, the other one goes. So for one week, it's straight up like that, but then they'll have one week off together, which is kind of like, honestly, I think it's pretty cool because like, <laughs> like one takes care of the kids while the other one's gone. They switch off and they're, they're both there during that one week off. And I, honestly, that's I think that works like the best well. thing. Yeah, that works really good. It's almost like making a clone of yourself, you know, so like <laughs> when you're not, working you're at home with the kids there's a clone of you that's out there working yeah, exactly. it's like perfect pair that's amazing dude yeah, that's <laughs> yeah some, that's some optimization right there yeah okay it's like if you if you like because it's just hard if you work like a regular eight to five job five days a week or six days a week or whatever mm-hmm. like you literally just don't get that much time so honestly what, what would you guys prefer like that like that traditional family medicine where um with uh like four days off i mean four days of work eight to five or nine to five and then three days off or one week on and one week off at the hospitalist i don't know Tim. i haven't really thought about that <laughs> i mean for me it's 
it sounds because yeah. we, we're young and we're starting a career so we don't really know what a workload is like but you know it sounds good yeah. it sounds good that you know you just work like put your head down work for seven days a week um like 12 hour shifts and then you get like a whole week off mm-hmm. you know that, that sounds good in theory but you know from what i'm reading and like forum threats and stuff and talking to hospitalists it's like like yeah i mean it sounds good but the week that you're working is like hell and you spend <laughs> you spend like the few days of your break coming into the week kind of like dreading you're like oh my gosh like, it's coming it's gonna be like like a whole week of you know crazy yeah. stuff like 12 hours a day and and then even when you get off of the like seven days a week you know you're like oh yeah i'm gonna go vacation for like you know five six days but you actually you'll be so tired and exhausted that you might spend the next few days recuperating or something so then your week of rest is actually not that many days of rest yeah so that's what i hear but again i don't you know because we haven't we been we, we haven't been in it we don't know how heavy yeah, the workload is it's, it's hard to yeah, say so we don't know but i i know that you know you know some hustles to talk to they like it um but the caveat is that the one the ones that do like it is like the younger ones and the one that don't like yeah. it are like the older ones so that that might it's be pointing out hard. something that and, <laughs> and there's a reason why you know hospitals have like a they have like a higher burnout rate too yeah yeah the burnout rate is is it's there i mean it's not as high as the icu docs and stuff but it's, it's still there mm-hmm. um a lot of the time they they'll go into part-time and if you think about part-time hospitalists like let's say you're making two hundred fifty thousand as a hospitalist and you do part-time let's cut that in half you're making like what 110 dollars yeah. a year but then yeah. you're literally only working one week a month so you work one week yeah. a month <laughs> and you're making a hundred twenty thousand dollars a year that's still pretty good bro yeah so, so like maybe with taxes though with taxes like well, after tax or before <laughs> well i mean again like you have to think about the marginal taxes so it's like one hundred twenty thousand, but then you like puts into your 401k and you do like less deductible stuff then you might still end up with a pretty good chunk uh-huh. of money not going towards taxes right because yeah, uh, this, this is what i'm talking about right when you like let's say you like the top like you make past you make past two hundred seventy five thousand dollars you make a crap ton of money you make like four hundred thousand dollars but that extra two hundred thousand dollars is going to get taxed at forty percent yeah so then that's not really worth it compared to so let's look you're making a two hundred fifty thousand dollars versus one hundred twenty thousand dollars you know dude just like the extra money that you make for the hundred twenty thousand dollars is going to get taxed at higher tax percentage exactly so sometimes so sometimes like it might be more optimal for you to just make Mm -hmm. like less there's people who literally sit down and kind of kind of calculate exactly how much they need to make a year. There's like actually people mm-hmm. like this, you know, those neurotic people, and they're like, you know, if I make this much, this should be good because I can deduct all this stuff and then get into the lower tax bracket and don't have to pay as much tax. Versus yeah, if I exactly. work, well, if I work like an extra week, then all this money is actually just gonna get taxed to oblivion anyway. So they actually like, you know, I'm gonna not work this week. Like I'm not gonna work for this three weeks so I can make this exact amount of money it's uh yeah man taxes <laughs> people do taxes. a lot of things to try and avoid paying taxes <laughs> yeah it's honestly I, I, it, like we just need to find a different like this whole tax bracket thing is stupid and then just taxing like um the people that get paid like more because like it doesn't facilitate people growing you know what i mean like mm-hmm. one like one of my um aunts and my uncle they she got a raise and it was a pretty significant one, but 
as a family because they they would file joint. They would be in an, another tax bracket, and she she just didn't accept the thing because yeah. they'll just give tax more. That's no point. If, There's really no point. Why would no, you? It, does, why it would doesn't you incentivize more? people to work want to work more. Yeah, and I'm like that doesn't facilitate growth, and I'm like, like, like for me, like one of the biggest things in life is like I want to like get better at everything that I do like on a daily basis you know what I mean and mm -hmm. like, that's what I'm f finding out like more about myself is like I feel like I'm mass and I'm proud of myself and everything like that right but like I know there's still like another like level that I can reach and just keep improving so it's like addicting like this like the success it becomes like addicting for me like I like I want it more and more and, like mm -hmm. and I want to grow more and more and stuff like that so like right. Like I can't fathom that you like who wants to get work more but then get taxed more. Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. And like it's like I just don't agree with it. Like it just doesn't facilitate the growth like of a person and it doesn't facilitate the growth so of everyone. What, what what is like the idea of just just take a step back. What is the idea of like taxing people <laughs> like what is the purpose of taxing right it's just to give back to the government that you know kind of supported you to live in this country right so it's yeah. just something to give back but um i just want to get to the root of it like why are they asking for a bigger chunk for someone who's making a lot more versus someone who's making less like what is what is the purpose behind that? Is it? If you guys know, <laughs> I think just because it just goes back to that equality, equity kind of thing. You know what I mean? Because it kind of like the whole like equity and equality thing, where people have different views on that, where people mm -hmm. feel like there should be equal, like you should have the same rights as others. But if one person puts in the work and the other one put, doesn't put in the work, then why should the person that doesn't put in the work granted like the equity thing and be raised up to that person that puts in the works level? You know what I mean? Right. So hey, hey you starting you starting to sell a capitalistic pig, man. No, man. No, that's I want her I want her like, before before like, I get into know. it, before I before I, before I get into this stuff, man. Like finish your thought. Anything else you guys want to have, because you know, I'm gonna start ranting. But hey, tax no, the rich, bro. Look, look. You gotta tax the rich. This is another thing. No, no, look. So before you get to that, I think <laughs> it also creates problems because it becomes an obstacle and, and it's just like what jazz says like people always want to better themselves and it's like addicting like they, they want yeah they want to to find ways to improve themselves so like people actually know how to like weave themselves through like the tax problem you know and like the game and they know how to play it and it just like makes the gap even bigger <laughs> Like do you know do you know who pays the most tax in the in the US? The one percent. I guess 
the one percent of people in the U in the U.S. pays the most tax in the U.S. I have no idea. I guess that makes sense. They may they pay. I think they pay about like sixty five or like seventy percent of the tax in the U.S. Wow, the one percent, the top one percent, the like... top the top one percent, so like Elon Musk, um, yeah, you know, Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, uh huh, Bill Gates. Mm-hmm. So when when I hear people say tax the rich, I, I don't understand what you're trying to say because they are getting taxed. They're the one paying most. Of... <laughs> and to answer your question on like the reason why they go and tax us is because so they can provide social services, you know, like yeah. California. Let's say California. We have California actually has the best, um. Oh. Like social programs for the poor, like immigrants, yeah. uh, the elderly. It's uh, actually one of the best states. You know, any of those kind of people, you want to go to California because you're going to get a lot of government benefits. Mm-hmm. But that's also the reason why it's one of the highest <laughs> tax state, along, yeah. with, along with New York. Um, But no, I, <laughs> I'm going to get called like a capitalist to pay for this, man. But <laughs> uh, you you know my stance on this because I know that you know the the money that you give the government is gonna get end up being wasted and not used for good things. So and I also believe and the reason why uh, Elon Musk makes so much money is because so have you guys heard the Pareto's uh per, Pareto's principle? No. Nah. So it's it's the principle. It's the it's kind of like the eighty twenty rule. Have you heard of that? Okay, so in business and stuff. Mm-mm. So essentially, the eighty twenty rule is literally is, is saying that it, everything in life is kind of like split like eighty and twenty. So let's say for finances for rich people, so twenty percent of the people in the world is gonna own eighty percent of wealth. Okay, mm-hmm. and that's, mm-hmm. you can say this along with everything. Twenty percent of the workers in your company is gonna produce eighty percent of your work output on average. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because it's. If you think about it, it makes sense because in your company, let's say you own a McDonald, right? Twenty percent of, of the franchise of the McDonald's gonna make give you the most output, eighty percent output, while the rest of them doesn't give you as much. Because not not every single McDonald's gonna do well, right? Yeah. Not every single manager is gonna be the same capability. Yeah, like a McDonald in New York is not gonna be the same as a McDonald in some random city and yeah. some random. And then same thing. Let's say you open your own business. <laughs> Like let's say let's say Jazz opened like a boba milk tea store. Um, twenty percent of his worker is gonna bring in eighty percent of the customer or like sell eighty percent of the drinks. Um, mm. compared to the rest of them, all just because they they're good workers. They like maybe they're really friendly. They really like personable to the customers. They make really good recommendations. You know, you know, uh, bring in more money than the rest of the workers. That's that's so the eighty twenty the Pareto's rule is principle is kind of like the basis of like everything if you look at everything economic social like uh everything is gonna fall into the 20 the 80 20 rule it's like the fibonacci sequence pretty much yeah like <laughs> it's, it's, it's literally just like the law of life and, and it's the average pretty much okay. right there's always gonna be outliers mm-hmm. anyway so you think about the fact that 20 percent of individuals produce 80 percent of the output that's the reason why they're so rich right like if Elon Musk is the one putting out a bunch of electric car that's really drivable, a lot of people's gonna buy it, so that he's gonna make a tons of money from it. It makes sense, mm-hmm. and that's why that's why free market and and capitalism works so well. It's because it, and it it actually rewards 
people for putting out products and putting out good services, right? And you have mm. you have the government control that so like socialism and like communism, if they if they try to control what people want, right? Because people, there's a reason why pricing. I, I'm learning about economics and stuff in Thomas so well, but like the reason why capitalism, the free market works is because people will set the price for every problem things. So if the government come in and try to set the price, that's when everything starts going wrong. Because yeah. let's say in the summer, people's going to want to eat more ice cream. So mm-hmm. the ice cream sales going to so- go up and then pricing for ice cream is going to go up in the summer. Mm-hmm. But then by the time the winter comes, people are not going to buy as much ice cream. Ice cream. They're going to switch to mm-hmm. buying uh, hot cocoa at Starbucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> so then the price of ice cream is going to drop in the winter while the price of Star- uh, Starbucks go up. But then you let the government set, uh, and I'm using a really basic example, but imagine the government running and setting the price for everything. There's no way they're going to be able to know it and set the correct price. Only the customer yeah. knows what they want. So you should just don't let the government get involved and let the customer decide if they want to buy those things at that price or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that's my pros for you know capitalism and like free market and stuff, and that's why I don't think the government should get involved into like price, like especially like you look at any areas, especially in California, why the housing is so priced because of rent control. When the government step in and they set the price for things, mm-hmm. prices rise. Same thing with yep. same thing with education. The government step in, start subsidizing education. Now, mm-hmm. literally, it costs hundreds of thousand dollars to go to four year college. Same thing yeah. with healthcare. The government step in, subsidize healthcare. Prices are going off the chart. So, yeah, <laughs> I see what you're saying. Yeah. Wow. Wait. So, what's the next thing they're gonna subsidize? Sorry, no. <laughs> 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 so you know not to uh, uh to invest into the stock yeah <laughs> um that's crazy i think they're subsidized abortion i think they're trying to get abortion to get subsidized dude that's that's the hot topic of this week huh yeah that's crazy <laughs> are we gonna go there are we gonna go there i don't know man you tell me <laughs> we can't we can casually talk about it and not go too this, crazy this this is the point of our podcast to be aware of what's going on around yeah outside okay. of medicine you know, well this is part of medicine so i want to be updated on this like what what is the progress you know it, we're we'll pass we're past uh, johnny depp and amber heard you know the trial is still going by the <laughs> way now we're, <laughs> it is yeah now it's roe v wade okay well what do you guys know about roe v wade i know nothing <laughs> perfect Let's go talk. Ten, educate us. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, I don't. I'm not like the educate, educate the educate us the whole podcast. I'm not like. Yeah. Don't, don't let me break. I'll, I'll try to just like inform you guys of, of the situation and not inject my own personal beliefs into it. But yeah, Roe v. Wade essentially back yeah. then it was the Supreme Court that stepped in. Um, it was the case that kind of set the precedent for, um, saying like abortion should be legal. So it's set by the Supreme Court. So it's like a federal law that said um, anyone can get an abortion. Okay. It doesn't matter what is set by the federal law, right? So you, you have the federal court and then you have the state. So what 
recently happened for the past week was there was a leak. So it's actually it hasn't even been voted in, hasn't been made into a a a decision yet. But there was a leak of a draft by the Supreme Court of the United States that's saying they might be kind of thinking about overturning that case, like the Roe v. Wade uh, back then. And then what happens it if it does go through and they voted on it the, on, on overturning Roe v. Wade, then it's kind of give the rights whether or not you can get an abortion or not back to the states. So let's say if the decision does go oh, through, so if the decision does man. go through and say, okay, now it's back to the state. So California is going to be the one that's decide, oh, okay, are you in California? Then you can get an abortion or not. Which is probably is gonna say yes because California is um, pretty pro-abortion versus Texas, where if Roe v. Wade does get overturned, then Texas state is gonna ban abortion, mm-hmm. and then you you know you seek abortion there, you're gonna get you know fined or like arrested or something. So Why that's that's essentially that's essentially like the the general thing of it, and then the nuance Man. is that like that's what huge. what do you mean by abortion? Like so like when California when up to how many weeks can you get abortion? I'm not really sure the law here. Um, I think it might be like 28 weeks or like 30 something weeks. Versus Texas where see people get mistaken that like, oh yeah, Texas just like straight up outlaw. And I could be wrong about this, but I think some state where they kind of like outlaw abortions, mm-hmm. I don't think it's straight up outlaw. You know, I think it's just like, oh, you can't have an abortion after 20 weeks or something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because I, 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 I think the nuance that uh, is important because each state when they come out of the law, they can say that. They're like, okay, yeah. no abortion w- when it's past 30 weeks. So the state will now get to decide the weeks too. Mm-hmm. If, and, if this thing goes through. If it does pass through. Right. If it doesn't, okay. then again, like abortion will still be, I think, I I don't know what the like law is right now for abortion. I think it's the state might actually get to decide the weeks on their own. Um, but federally, like they cannot just say you can't have abortion or something so i'm not sure about that um gotcha. but like one thing that i question is uh, uh, we can do more research on is like what about medical abortions like i don't think a state would ever kind of outlaw that i don't think they can you know okay, like, med- like so when i say, I when I say medical abortion is like medical as in like oh it's like it's um like ectopic pregnancy or something I, and endangering the mother's life. Wait, sorry. Just just answer your question right yeah, now. What I say about the abortion law. Like what is it right now? Mm-hmm. Right? It's abortion in the United States is legal, sub, but subject to balancing tests tying state regulation of abortion to the three trimesters of pregnancy. So that's what the Roe v. Wade Yeah, so okay, uh, so so federally yeah. So federal law is abortion is legal. But the state uh-huh. has a choice in saying up to which trimester. Up to which, yeah. So it's up to the state. But okay. if Roe v. Wade is like canceled. So if Roe v. Wade is overturned, then the state, the state, can, can, do whatever the state can straight up say no abortions state whatsoever. Illegal. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's right. unlikely to happen. Like, because that's very extreme. Like, what? Because this, this definitely had to be medical abortions for people with like. Especially in the medical field, you know, we know that's a lot OBGYN complications. It's like ectopic pregnancy or something. You're gonna need to have a medical abortion for that, right? So I don't think this. 
I highly doubt that the state can just straight up pass like a no abortion whatsoever. Oh man, some states will though. You think so? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. North Carolina or something. <laughs> Isn't North Carolina pretty liberal? Is it? I, <laughs> I just did a red and state like, that I thought. You thinking like Texas or something? Oh, Texas. Yeah. Okay, that's crazy. But anyway, so I I, I cut you off. So you're saying what were you saying? No, I mean I think that's pretty much it. So that's the whole Roe v. Okay. thing that happened this week. Thanks, please. Thanks. Thanks for the informative discussion because. I am not a good news person of what's going on in the world. So. <laughs> Even though I shouldn't. That's why. See, I mean, yeah. at least now, see, you didn't come out of this podcast and you're like, yeah, man, I learned something today. Yeah, that's, <laughs> one of, that's one of our goals, too, you know, doing this podcast, just learning something. Yeah. Yeah, see, like, never... I'm going to add this in that I don't, like, the right and the left will always argue, will always argue against, like, I mean, against all four abortions the problem is that i don't think they can ever come to an agreement because they're literally arguing about two separate issues what do you yeah. mean you know what i'm getting at? i know no okay so you think about um the let's say the pro-choice movement right so that's like the left side thing of thing the pro-choice saying like oh yeah it's up to the woman it's a woman's body so she can she should be able to decide what she want to do with the body so she should be able to abort the baby or not the right side of thing is uh they call it pro life, right? So you, you just listen to the name, you can you already know that they argue with two different things. <laughs> so the right side is saying like, oh, so you shouldn't the baby is a living human being, and if you abort the baby, you're committing murder because it's a human being. So one side is arguing for <laughs> freedom of choice, one side is arguing for a human life, like whether it's murder or not. So when mm-hmm. whenever I see them discuss these things. They always like you get a you literally argue about two different things, so that's why they can oh. never come to an agreement. Yeah, I see what uh, you're saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like the right person is yeah. always gonna be like, "Oh yeah, the fetus is a living thing," but the the, the person on the left always be like, "Well, like they gotta come to consensus." Like for me, I think the biggest thing they gotta come to consensus is whether or not the fetus is alive or not. At which point of the trimester is it considered? A human life right that's the mm-hmm. one thing that you cannot agree on until you agree with that then you can't move on you can't talk about choices mm-hmm. you can't talk about like is it murder to kill a fetus or like an embryo like we brought we brought up ivf a few weeks ago right i was gonna talk about mm-hmm. it but i forgot but like yeah like if you consider an embryo a living human being like technically ivf is kind of in a gray area it's kind of kind of shady you do IVF stuff because you literally froze, free, freezing a human being and just keeping there for your pleasure <laughs> uh, like whenever you call upon them so until, so I think the biggest thing is they, they, so they don't bad. talk about these two things and they both avoid it because they know it and they, they just talk over each other about two separate issues yeah uh, thanks for the informative lesson Tim <laughs> Yeah, it's, it just Wait, so... it, it just doesn't make sense to me when they have a debate debate about this stuff. Because I recently saw um, there was a medical student actually. She's a third year medical student, and she came on to debate with one of the uh, the right wing guy, and he he's actually a pretty big guy. He's like a uh, Michael Knowles. He's like seven something thousand subscriber on YouTube. 
who works for Daily Wire. Wow. So she actually came on his show to like talk to him for like 15 minutes debating about the abortion debate and stuff. So I was like, damn, like balls are just uh, like, you know, I gotta give her credit for doing that. But I'm not, I'm, yeah. I might not agree with her, but <laughs> I, I get her credit <laughs> for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is actually pretty important for us because especially you guys are going to family practice. I yeah, dude. I, I, dude, so it's like, when we went to do the paperwork for residency, it straight up asked us about uh, the um, abortion stuff. I was like, really? would you, Wait, yeah, it yeah, it was like the option, like, I don't know you had that, uh, uh, jazz, but like, for me, it was, you know, it was like, um, like, would you not be attending in any elective abortions due to like religious reasons, reason or whatever, or like, I will, or you can do, um, I will attend like elective abortions. Only if it's medical emergency or another option where you like, I will attend all elective abortion or something. So that's actually a sheet where that you, you had to sign at my program at least. Oh, wow. Yeah. To be honest, I just kind of like signed everything. <laughs> <laughs> dude, it was a, dude, it was a crap load of paperwork, bro. Bro, it's so much. Like, I was like, <laughs> like, I literally got done with like a good majority of the paper last week. Yeah. And then they just bombarded me with another like a million things on Friday. I'm like, oh God, is this yeah. ever going to end? Signing your mic away. This is adulthood right here. Yeah, I don't care. Like, I just signed it. Yeah. It's. I'm like, I'm not gonna go through this all. Like, I'm not really gonna sit the time and just go through this. I mean, what do you all. do? Like, say no and not get, not go to residency? <laughs> yeah, like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, like, straight up. Like, I wanna get a residency. He's so. like, yeah, whatever you guys say, I'll do it. See, that's yeah. the thing about signing contracts, man. Like, who? I feel like everyone just signs contracts just to sign. Yeah, contracts. like, but <laughs> you know, you don't wanna be that one are... guy that just sit there and read every pages while the other person <laughs> wait. No, but like, I, I think the, the thing that you're supposed to do is like hire no for sure hire like a so, lawyer like a contract lawyer like 100 percent. Right? when you when, when we go to get a job at the residency we definitely should run yeah. the contract through a contract lawyer yeah I'm, I, I, I think that's i think that's what that's important especially really when you work with that it's gonna be important to us yeah you gotta pay for it because i know i know someone right now i'm on my rotation i don't want to say names but like this is her last like few weeks before she becomes like an attending um and like she or he i'm just gonna say they they signed a contract already right and then like a day after literally she talked to they talked to one of the attendings and and after their talk was like they were like i made the wrong choice but like it's too late now you know <laughs> like like they didn't read completely through yeah so it seemed like um they basically signed it off to like a corporation and now they're just like their pawn their slave now yeah. and then like it's just like not the best course of action and then they're like oh i wish i talked to you before i signed this all away like they were just yeah. like you know just sign it off just like how it is so, but it's not the same as residency no, you know? you're, you're getting like a job like, your you're career. getting a job yeah like you, you, yeah. you, you gotta, you gotta be like, how many days are you gonna get for vacation? You know, yeah. Like mandatory meetings and stuff. Like they're gonna have clause in there. It's like, oh, you gotta attend all mandatory meetings. It's like you gotta know that stuff. So you'd be like, no, actually, I'm mm -hmm. not gonna attending meetings on my day off. That that should be something that you can negotiate for. You know, you're like, hey, there's this clause in here that say I have to attend meetings on my days off. I don't want that. And you can tell them to like put take that out or like change mm -hmm. it. 
mm-hmm. there's also like non-compete clause where they say like, oh, you cannot work anywhere else within 50 miles here. So pretty much so you, that, that, you can't do moonlighting or like thing. you can't is, do extra is, gigs. Like there will be like co- something in the contract to say you cannot work anywhere else within 50 or like 100 miles radius of the hospital. So like it pretty much yeah. cut you off from making extra income and like other stuff. Yeah. So those are things yeah, that so you that can negotiate the... for and you know about it, but you got to get someone to retro uh-huh. it because these like these are like legal terms that like you're not going to have experience reading. Like when you read, like yeah, say something, but that's not actually what it means. Like it may sound innocuous to you, but it's actually tie you down. So you need a lawyer to look at the stuff. Yeah. So that's what happened to that person. Yeah. And they're, yeah. Happens and a lot. They were like, oh my goodness. Yeah. Because, because like you're, you're so focused on your residency, right? Like, she just yeah. wanted to... Like, and then you're medicine, like, oh, I'm right? to like, get a job, you know, so... Yeah, and then I'm just going to sign it. But, oh, boy, like, there's all these... Like, every single word, every single line actually will affect you, like... so. Yeah, there's so many little things that, like, every single thing matters. Like, every situation that is possible <laughs> is in that contract. Exactly. And exactly... exactly your life on a daily basis and obviously like the person who the you know the ones that you know writer is going to want to benefit them not for you so yeah exactly mm-hmm. so you kind of like have to work out on the contract do we know any medical lawyers <laughs> go, go to uh, go to whitecoinvestor.com they have like a good blog and then they have like uh, contract lawyers on there that are good and affiliated with a site that have been tested by people that keep good reviews so that's what I'm planning to do when I do graduate yeah, I might just do that. Cause to be honest, if it's if it's worth Dude, like that few that that six hundred or like that few thousand dollars for you to do a contract, let's uh-huh. say you where you can lose like ten, like twenty thousand dollars over the year. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's See, worth it's it. so much time. How much would it cost to even look through a medical like contract? Uh from what I'm hearing, I'm not really sure, but it's for me like maybe like six hundred bucks, depending on the service and stuff, like for them to like take a look at you. They have like different packages where, you know, they they maybe like a cheaper package that would just kind of read through the contract and then write you like a like highlight the red kind of like red area for you and kind of like explain your terms like something you can negotiate with or like maybe you pay a higher package than like do actually do one-on-one consult consultation where you can like ask what you what you want and you want to pay more they can actually um negotiate for you and mm-hmm. other stuff there's so. a consultant there's a there's like a whole consultant company yeah that this solely does medical contracts yeah Yo, that's, so that's why, it's like it's like fellow doctors and stuff that that yeah, been through yeah. before, but that way that worked. So that out. was a mistake that the 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 resident I was talking about she, she didn't contact anybody because like it was like this she had the same mindset as like oh signing for residency you know but it, oh boy it's different. It's not it's yeah. It's not. <laughs> like it's different because like we're so like we just want residency <laughs> like we can't we got no other choices but like yeah. after that and get choices and stuff like that you know what i mean so uh-huh. it's like really important to like know every little thing that you're gonna be situated to and like that's a- that's the same thing about like everything in life too like there's so many so many contracts that you sign is this is this the only thing that happens in america or yeah. like other countries too i feel like america just has america everything man everyone's just trying to serve everyone i guess <laughs> <laughs> Only in America, I guess. Yeah, I could be wrong, but like uh, everything's a contract. 
Yeah, everything is a contract. It's crazy. I can make, I'm going to switch my career and just like focus on reading contracts. <laughs> Be a consultant. Just become a lawyer now. <laughs> oh, man. Interesting stuff. So, yeah. What, 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 what things have you learned in this week, your last rotation, <laughs> Jess? Dude, oh my God, it was such a wild week, man. Like, it was like, that was my last week and I'm like out of it. So I'm like, okay, it's going to be a chill week. Then I come on Monday and I find out there's no resident. I, I was doing pulmonary. There was no resident on oh, board. Okay. And I'm like, oh, it's just going to be media attending. I'm like, oh, crap. I'm going to do a lot more work, right? <laughs> and then on top of that, I find out it's the program director. So I'm oh, like, really? dude, wow. I went from like zero to hundred real quick. Like I, my eyes opened up and I'm like, holy moly. <laughs> like I'm about, I need to step up my game now. So luckily we didn't get any consoles and everything like that. But then dude, she was awesome. She's super nice. And like, I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. She just turned like, she just talked about these different, like, like frameworks and stuff like that. She's taught me so much about poem, like stuff. Like I always felt like a week at like hypoxia and she literally went through like a whole like mechanism. Like I could share with you guys, just right. teach you guys right now, but like all these different causes. She said, you don't want to approach it like that. Um, like hypoxia, you want to, you don't want to think about like what it could be, but like, you need to think about like, how, how did you approach it? Like just the different like flows of like if it's a VQ mismatch, if it's a shunting mechanism. So like I'll go through it like real quick. Um, it was super helpful. Like diagnostic she, framework. Yeah, like she didn't even go through the diagnostic framework. It was pretty much a, like of like the different causes and like the framework that you guys need to be like mm -hmm. um, putting. Like we're gonna see hypoxia like all the damn time. You know what I mean? So it's really important <laughs> to go through it. Like so she said. The first cause, this is like a rare cause, like mitochondrial poisoning. So if you're like exposed to any poisoning, but then if you get like a VQ mismatch, right? Mm -hmm. Like a PE, like we heard that like a million times, you know what I mean? Right. COPD, like a diffusion asthma or PNA, and then there's shunting. Like if it's an intracardiac shunting, if there's like a PFO, ASD, VSD or something like that. Or if there's a, a pulmonary shunting, which is, um, I did not know, but you like apparently like you can get like AVMs in your pulmonary beds and then like that oh right like that. that's also something Dang. yeah so that's another mechanism then um alveolar hypoventilation that speaks for itself like if you get like a right. hypoventilation syndrome or something like that and then um like copds like if you have cns injuries then you get diffusion deficits like we had so many like ild patients so that's like a diffusion mm -hmm. deficit or if you get like pulmonary edema. So like, and then if you have low FiO2, like if you have high altitude. So basically all the important causes are mitochondrial poisoning, VQ mismatch, shunting, alveolar hypoventilation, um, diffusion deficit, and then decrease FiO2. So if you just think about it like that, when you're seeing a patient with hypoxia, like you'll be good to go. And it's like, she was Maybe. so, she taught like she, I literally did questions with her. It's not like, I've it was you crazy. were questions? 
<laughs> uh, no, it was just some random like preliminary like questions for like oh okay. Uh, <laughs> I think okay. attendings, and we literally did did like five to ten questions, and I'm like, there is like I just took a like I just took it as like a way to learn like because I was like I'm not gonna be working with a program director right. every week, you know what I mean? And she was super knowledgeable, super helpful, so I, I just literally took it. It was like okay, like I want this week to be chill, but not it's not gonna be like that so i honestly i honestly liked it like that getting to work with her was awesome so yeah it was pretty awesome dude you know you know that's the thing like i know i'm still like in the i'm like a year behind you i guess but like now that you guys made it to residency i feel like it's like a different way that you have to think now you know it's not like it's not like new world question step one step two kind of thing anymore like it's like real life cases like a patient comes in with like hypoxia like you said and then you you have to have like that framework right it's not the yeah. same thinking as like multiple choice questions like a patient comes in is it a b c d or e you know it's yeah. like you have to have a different mindset and that like attending like your program director that you work with right there like they've had years and years of experience of like approaching all these main chief complaints you know shortness yeah. of breath they think differently and i think like that's what they want you to start like thinking as like an uh, like an intern like incoming intern you know yeah so like a podcast that i've been really listening to i told tim about it is like the clinical problem solvers they're like doctors from like john hopkins doctors from i think ucsf or something mm-hmm. um and they go through like amazing cases um and they and they like eloquently uh say like their thought process through like when a patient comes in with this chief complaint with these labs and stuff and they walk through just like how you did it perfectly like all these things that they have to consider you know um Mm. so i really recommend you just listening to that if you want to like kind of improve in your clinical reasoning and problem solving yeah yeah, because like the problem, like I feel like the problem, like it's it's so. As a med student, it's just so hard because you there's so many things that they first you're on OBGYN, then you're on PEDS, so then you forget about the OBG the OBGYN part. It like it doesn't uh-huh. become clear. And I feel like it's just when residency is when you really like, um, start to grow. Because I was talking to one attending, and he was like, every medical student. Once they start off residency, every medical student starts off roughly at the same like level. Like there's like, yeah, some some people know more. Yeah, it's like he, he was just talking about like how every, like every intern off like off at roughly the same level. Yeah, some people know more, but you really don't. You make the biggest jump when you're in residency. So because you're going through it like on a daily basis and you're in that specialty that you're doing so. Mm-hmm. It's pretty wild. Like, I remember, like, I was on neuro, and, like, the neuro exam is so complicated and so nuanced that they spend days just on the physical examination, like, the new neuro, uh, the new neuro um, residents. They'll just spend, like, hours just doing um, uh, reflexes because (laughs) reflexes nuanced. And it's just it's just crazy, and I feel like you're gonna learn everything in residency. So I'm super excited. 
insane. So we're gonna Dude, be yeah, ne- have to learn to buy everything. Neurology is. <laughs> Yo, neuro no, is. That's a, that's a good thing about family. I feel like that was like my favorite though. When I was learning neuro, like in SGU. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was fun to learn all the tracks, you know? I I thought it was. I thought it was fun. But it's definitely the most complicated system. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a reason why it's his own specialty. So, <laughs> like, I've never it's felt it's like. It's the most what? It's like its own specialty, you know what I mean? It's own specialty, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. honestly, like, after like a rotation, like, I feel like, okay, I could, I, I got this somewhere. Like, I could do this, right? But neuro is like the thing is just like, I learned so much, but then I still don't know anything at all. <laughs> At the same time, like it's, it's the story of medicine, dude. <laughs> exactly. It's like, oh, I got this. Then you're like, oh, no, never mind. You don't got shit. There's like a whole ocean of information that you haven't seen. It's like a little. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. What you been up to, on? I'm on my last rotation too. So here <laughs> at at yeah. Where you at? Right? Uh, Arrowhead right now. Oh, what you doing? Yeah. Family medicine inpatient. Oh, <laughs> they only have family yeah. medicine inpatient, huh? Uh, no, they had outpatient. Tim, you did yours here, right? <laughs> no, I did. I did inpatient there, but I think because of COVID, they, they didn't have outpatient at the time. But they do have inpatient and outpatient for both. Mm. Yo, what, what if? Uh, damn, if uh, if on was uh. You guys could have worked together. I know. That would have been wild. So he's going to be my senior. He's going to be my senior now. <laughs> <laughs> if I get to Arrowhead, that will be awesome. You're going to get in, bro. Did you decide if you're going to do IM or FM uh, on? Dude, I, I think I'm going to have to apply to both just to have, you know, a better chance. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. You should just, just do, do apply both. IM and surgery, bro. <laughs> no man, I'm not. I'm I'm not a. Uh, yeah, no. No, no surgery. <laughs> I don't want to kill myself. <laughs> the surgery interns are rough, man. I know someone who did uh, prelim twice. For oh yeah, you were telling me the story, right? Yeah, and they didn't even match into surgery, so it's like. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't even imagine that. That sounds so rough. How would you feel about getting you? I was thinking about the most improved intern award. How would you feel if you got that award? Uh, I'd be happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, know, I'd be happy. Hey, everyone starts from I, the I, bottom. I would feel like yeah. I would feel like crap. No, I, doesn't that I, just that, doesn't that literally just mean? <laughs> oh yeah, you suck. <laughs> But I guess you're getting a little no, better. Really? <laughs> what if you go from like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's worst, given to the worst. Like the that's forgiven to like the worst intern, isn't it? Nah, Why are you gonna I have a negative outlook? No, I'm just, I'm just saying, it's man. Like, that you just the most. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, I, I, I think that just sounds like a pity, pity award for no, see, look, for no, you Tim, to not feel as bad and not kill yourself. You you gotta take you gotta take the perspective of the person who got the reward. Because they probably work their ass off to improve. And when you work your ass off to improve in something and you get 
you get feedback that you did improve, that boosts up your confidence like yeah. a lot. You know what I mean? Like, so I was on the basketball team, right? And I'm Asian. I'm not. I'm tall, but I'm not that tall, right? All every all my other, uh, all my other friends were taller than me, right? But like, um, I had to work my ass off. And I got, I got the, I got the, when I was, when I was from, when I joined varsity basketball, I was a freshman in high school. Okay. And I was like, shit player, you know, like, but I got to you varsity. Were varsity because, when you were a freshman? Yeah, I know. Ah, dude, that's epic, but, but, bro. Yeah. But like, I actually got the most improved award because I was a, fre- I was a freshman in varsity, you know? So like, even though they knew I had the potential, I wasn't the best and I got the most improved and I, because, and I liked it because I felt like it was a good feedback because I worked my ass off, you know, to, to show that I can play so I can get more playing time because I was like, ah, oh, it's cool. I'm in varsity, but they're not giving me mo- much playing time, you know? So I worked my ass off. Like I practiced more, you know, and then I got more playing time. And then the coach actually noticed it. So he gave me the most improved, you know what I mean? Yeah, but and then the next year. So that's mean that that's because you know that you already trash. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, yeah, but, no, but the, that's yeah, not that's not my point though. Like a hundred. Yeah, but that's not the point though. Like, it's like the end. Like, you know, my it's the angle. Like the finish. Yeah, my finish line. I'm like, wow. Like someone actually noticed that I've improved. Sure. And I worked. I worked so I got like that feedback. You yeah. know. Does that make sense? Like I understand. I mean, I see why it yeah. feels good. If you know yeah, that you were so trash like... in the first place. <laughs> but just, get, yeah, but, but just, like, but look, that's... but like, listen, like, just getting that award doesn't that just doesn't that mean that you were trash in the first place? Yes. No, no, yeah, but that's not the point. But that's not the point, though. <laughs> but that's not the point of the award. I mean, I know that's not the, the point. Award... That, I mean, obviously, they're not giving you the. the like, hey, man, you trash. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it's come out with good faith and be like, hey, good job. You did really yeah. well. You used to be trash and now you're much better. But yeah. it's still come. <laughs> it's still, but like oh, you, yeah, you were trash. <laughs> but you focus too much on the trash part, you know? So that's how, that's how like a person who would like spin something to make it seem bad. Like that's what a bully would say on the team. Like, oh, damn, you were trash, bro. Yeah, <laughs> I just feel like, I just feel I like it's, uh, it's another one of the participation trophy. That we invented. It really wow, is not important. Yeah, I don't think it's. I no, almost did not. too for Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> See, That's it's like not like. It. Wait, what? What did you get? I won most improved for tennis uh, during my sophomore year. Yeah, I mean it's fine. I mean it means that you work really hard and you improve. You know, bro, but I was MVP during my junior and senior year. Yeah, See? but you were trash in freshman year. <laughs> no, I, was like, yeah, but... I just, uh, I just went from. Look, look, I'm just look. Do you think LeBron James won Most Improved, you know, Player of the Year? No, he won MVP every single year. Nah, LeBron sucks. He needs to leave my Lakers, man. That's true. He he's destroying the Lakers. He really does need to leave the Lakers. I he hate. Did, did I hate. I hate watching the Lakers now. It's it's not because it's not. It's not even a Lakers Same. team anymore, bro. Bro, it's like LeBron's team and LeBron just does what he wants because he's a freaking drama queen. Like, 
like, well, <laughs> trade this player. I mean, I I love watching him play, but I really don't like what he's doing to the the whole league. He's a good player, but like, there's just the so much outside stuff with LeBron that's like, bro, like, nah, not trying to deal with that. I'd rather when have multiple uh, players Hunter, than LeBron. You're back in the Arrowhead. Well, uh, Tim, when are you gonna be back? Probably not until like June fifth okay. or sixth or something. Yeah. Why? Oh, it's gonna be a while. I'm thinking about going to LA for a little bit. Oh yeah. Come, oh, come to LA during Aunt's Bachelor. <laughs> oh yeah. <dude. laughs> yeah. You can meet. You can meet up with us. Up. Yeah. I'm down. If Aunt invites me, then I'll definitely go. <laughs> you want to go? <laughs> Do it. The more the merrier. Yeah, dude, I'm, I'm down because, like, you do you guys watch uh, anime? I know Tim does. He reads it though. Yeah, I I, I like binge. Oh, you've been watching the new season of Attack on Titans or what? Dude, Attack on Titan, man, it's crazy, huh? It, it it's it's don't nuts, spoil it man. for me. Bro, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> it's, it's so good. Yeah. Team Aaron, no man. Team it's like, I don't make a political commentary, <laughs> but it's straight up what, like the whole BLM movement and stuff and critical race theory is going to end up being like, and you won't understand this on because you don't watch it, but it's going to end up being like uh-huh. this if it keeps going. Just know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like the whole, really? the whole part where, oh, because you're this type of race and you're this type of people, you inherently bad and evil. It cap it encapsulates it so well in the town times. I wasn't even expecting that at all when I was, you know, going through it. <laughs> to be honest, I honestly, I never, t- I, I never saw Attack on Titan like that though. Because like, I feel I mean, like I, I, with the new season, where did it end off at? Where they, where did they end off? Yeah, because I know they're still, they haven't finished it yet, right? No, they haven't finished well, yeah, it. So, with the most recent season, what did it kind of leave you? Is if you're on Team Aaron or if you're on Team everyone else. So, it shows you the other side of the wall already. Yes. On the island. But the thing is, like, I feel like it's, it's, I feel like it's something, like, I don't know. It's like, really weird. Because, come on, doesn't the, how, I don't know how to say it, but like the Weimir people, aren't they typecasted as evil, as the devil group of people? Yeah. Because they have that special power. Yeah. And everyone on the island treat them like trash, even though yeah. they're just normal, typical people who have nothing to yeah. do with their previous gen- generations um, massacre or whatever. It, dude, it's, it's a really good political commentary. It is. A, I, I, I feel like for me, this uh, especially with the whole like, what everything that happened for me, it was Naruto that encapsulated that part. Because I forgot why I was thinking about about it in terms of Naruto, but in Naruto, everyone's kind of just fighting for their own freedom too. It's kind of like Attack on Time, but then again, all the animes are roughly about like the same kind of thing. Like, it is. It is. They have. Same. No, Titan is on it's on its own category, bro. I'm I'm giving it yeah, its own I, category. I, 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 it's, it's, yeah. it's very I'm not gonna say complex, but there's a lot it's very good writing and a lot yeah, of layers. It's, it's, a lot of layers yeah. go into it. 
I'm not gonna but, compare it to like a shonen. Nah, Naruto is pretty up. <laughs> Naruto you talks can't... about a good amount though, too, dude. Yeah, but like the, no, give okay, me give me a good example. Give me a good example of Naruto, like an arc story okay. that kind of talks about inherent Itachi. evil and not understand Itachi, but I'm I'm talking about like you know racism and inherent evil and generational evil and generational you know consequences and stuff the Uchiha clan bro what about it how like they everyone hated the Uchiha clan so they kind of just they were like they kind of just put them to the side of the village they're outcasted yeah they're they outcasted, outcasted. <laughs> and then Itachi had to literally choose yo am I gonna like destroy my family or am I gonna destroy my like the whole village I feel like that pretty encapsulated pretty well. Attack on Titan, like, for me, it's different in the sense where, like, yeah, it is about that, but it's, like, it's more, I don't know, it's, for me, it's, for me, the whole, like, arting theme is, would you defend your own or would you save the world? Like, you know what I mean? Like, like on Aaron. Would you destroy everyone if everyone is going to kill you to save your own people and destroy the whole world and destroy everything, even though it goes against what you believe in of, like, manslaughter? Or would you just let everything happen and just watch your people get murdered, I guess, or whatever? So, like, it's... I, I don't know. Like, I, I thought about, like, Attack on Titan in a different way, in that sense. Yeah. Well, you're missing. The big, you're missing the big. Like you're missing the big political story then. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I am. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Tin's just making this up, man. <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. I guess I'm gonna watch Tim it now has, to, like, to figure it out. Different view. <laughs> Tim has a different view. I don't know. I'm the guy that says I didn't like Batman. <laughs> yeah, we can't trust anything I'll say. I think he said that. <laughs> I watch. Uh, I watch Doctor Strange. Oh, you watched that? Oh, oh yeah. It's pretty good. Um, I, I recommend you watch it. Uh, the only problem I give it probably like a four out of five. I thought the director's done really well. He's just so Sam Raimi is the same director that did trilogy, the original Spider-Man trilogy, with Tobey Maguire. Wait, really? Yeah. So he's direct. He so he directed oh, the new, uh, okay. Doctor Strange movie. It's pretty good. It looks awesome. The storyline is pretty good. Only issue I have with it is, even though it's a Doctor Strange movie, it's just like <laughs> it focused way too much on um, Scarlet Witch and like a side character that I feel like Doctor Strange was just there's no character development with Doctor Strange. Just like nothing new that kind of he just kind of there because he needs to solve a problem. But the whole, the main focus wasn't really him. That's how I felt after watching no. it. But it was a good, it was Wait, a good experience. Fun. I enjoyed it. So that's, it's, it's like Spider, it's like the Spider-Man movie. You know how Doctor Strange is just there to like do the thing? Yeah, but, but the like problem the is, this is supposed to be his movie. <laughs> I know. What? That's so weird. I know. He's just but, another, I like, mean, he still got a lot of screen time, but I feel like the main <laughs> focal point was in it's his not story. about him? It was not about him at all. Like when you watch it, you're gonna realize it's not about him it. at all. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, but 
it's still good. Okay, cool, cool. cool. Wait, yeah, Jazz, are you into it. like Marvel and stuff? You're still you're into like Marvel universe and stuff, like watching all the movies. I forgot. No, I don't know. I'm not. Oh, not really? I, uh, I didn't pay attention to anime. Like, I really wanted to go to that that place because in LA, when I was in LA for my psych rotation, mm-hmm. there was this place called Frank and Sons Collectible Show. Show. Oh yeah, we recently went there. <laughs> yeah. Bro, it's there. awesome. It's so nice. Yeah. But like I was then dedicated for step two, and I could only go for there for like thirty minutes. <laughs> That's not and, enough time to see everything, dude. Dude, it's literally nothing, and I'm like, I want to go to that again. All right, next time I'm in amazing. LA, I'm I'm gonna go with you. Okay, on we're gonna yeah. go to that. All right, I, I literally go and like go till like closing, you know, like, like and I still haven't hit all the booths. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. Okay, amazing. How about this summer we go? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I'm, I'm free this summer. I'm just applying and hopefully get like a per diem job at a hospital or something. Lit, lit. All right. Yeah. Within the next few, like week or two, I'm gonna message you and we're gonna go. All right. Yeah, yeah. I'm down. Yeah. Ten. Oh, well, you're gonna be in. You're gonna come back in June, huh? Yeah. That's okay. Frank is awesome, man. So many awesome. Pokemon cards. So many Pokemon cards, man. Dude, there's just so much like awesome stuff. Like, I was literally geeking out. I was just like, dude, this is so amazing. Was that the first time you were there? It was my first time. Oh, dang. I was like, and I only had like 30 minutes to an hour. And I'm like, dude, I literally can't do anything. Like, I was just so, you know, when you're just, you have so many choices, you don't know what to do. Yeah. And your choices are just like, you just spend the whole time just thinking about what you want to do. It was yeah. kind of like that, and I really didn't get literally, to literally, literally a little kid in a candy store, and you only got a little taste of it, and then oh, you gotta go home now. <laughs> yeah, dude. So I'm definitely gonna go to that. All right. Oh, did you uh, did you get my jacket? Bring it. I do. I do have your jacket. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I I, I haven't been able to drive. Like I thought I was gonna like maybe swing by your place in Fresno, but I didn't have time. So. Yeah, yeah that's fine. If, yeah. if you ever like in Fresno or if I'm ever in LA, we yeah. can hit each other up. What do you have, Jesse? Jacket for sure. Yeah, he left it at the Airbnb. <laughs> I left my Patagonia jacket at uh, at the Gucci jacket in New York. Oh, New York. And he was saying we're staying at the same place. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah, hit me up whenever. How long are you gonna be? On the, how long are you gonna be here for? Oh shoot, it's almost six. I have a dinner plan at six. Oh, you can go whenever, man. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about heading out right now too, cause got to do a few things now. So yeah, it's all good. Okay. Thanks for joining. Thanks me, for your, yeah, man. Join us next time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Any other time. Have me on whatever. Like now, I'm free. Like literally, all I'm gonna do is just. I'm gonna start watching Jujutsu Kaisen and uh, Bro, you haven't seen it yet. Wow, <laughs> so good. Yeah, the, the movie, the movie is really good too. All right, Demon. wait, they came out with a movie? Yeah, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. You didn't watch it's it? In theaters, right? No, it's not anymore, it but it wasn't theater, yeah. Oh damn! I it's like a it's like a prequel before. Oh. <laughs> 
Okay. Right. I'm going to watch it then. Yeah. yeah. Which one should I watch first? Demon Slayer or Jujutsu Kaisen then? Oh, Demon Slayer for sure. Yeah, Demon Slayer. But it's longer. That's cool, cool. I just watched cool, both. Cool. Yeah, oh, for sure. Just uh, one episode each every day. I mean, you watch four episodes Demon Slayer, four episodes Jujutsu Kaisen. Well, I can finish that probably in one day, probably. <laughs> I also got something like a serious anime fan here. Yeah. yeah. We're all about all right, that's going to be our next topic. I'm going to do some more research on Attack on Titan. <laughs> yeah. On that, Let so. me know. Yeah, I'll let Let's you know. Let's do it. Let's do it. The next podcast, something like that. All right. All right, All right guys. All right. Later, Jesse. Peace. Peace. So I'm looking at the pay gap for physicians and surgeons since the 1980. Guess how much we were making back in 1980. Median. The median? Yeah, median price. 100? 149.000. For men, one hundred forty-nine thousand. Wait, guess, yeah, guess how much yeah, woman made? Primary? Wait, primary? Or I don't know. This is just median and everything. Oh, so one hundred forty. One hundred forty-nine, so like one hundred fifty. What about woman? Okay. What do you think? Hundred. Seventy-three thousand. Half, less than half. That's crazy. Okay. And then, yes, so 1986 is when we have the lowest compensation. Okay. For men, it's 130,000. 130,000? I guess how much for women? 130,000. No, that's for men. I'd say it's equal now. No, woman is 61,000. What's going down? Yeah, so this is the lowest, right? So for man is lowest, so it's one hundred thirty-three thousand nineteen eighty-six, and then for woman sixty-one thousand. Yeah. So according to this graph, there's always like a a pay gap between men and women. Okay, the highest that I see here was in two thousand six. Two hundred seventeen thousand for men. Mm-hmm. How much for women? One hundred fifty. One hundred thirty. So Dang. That's, that's that's the highest. There'd be high. There'd well, two thousand six was it was the highest. So. It's an interesting trend. So 2006. Literally 26 years behind. If you, if you think about that way. Yeah. Because that's what that's Woman, what men were making in 1980. It's, they, they, <laughs> they're still behind. Oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? saying? <laughs> so it's only up until 2020. That's when women start making 169,000. But men have increased still. Which is more than men in, in, uh, in 1980, I guess. Okay. But so after yeah. 2006. There's a sharp drop to 200 in 2010 men were making 190,000 right mm-hmm. and woman 125 and then there's like a little plateau between 2010 to 2017 16 and then it started rising to now 2021 is 222,000 so that's the most 200 oh so why do you think but, the trend? But is that's like still this? that's still barely more than what we made back in two thousand six. Two thousand six, two hundred seventeen thousand. But two thousand twenty one, twenty two hundred twenty two thousand. Yeah. So, so it's not even rising that much. It's kind of like plateauing. There's a. So I mean, trend... let's see what the difference between men and women is in two thousand twenty one. One hundred seventy thousand 
and 220,000. So the gap's a little better, right? 50k? Yeah, 50k. Yeah, the gap is like much better. Compared to before, it was like half. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, now it's only like a fourth. Yeah. One fourth. Yeah, so since 2006 is when women's wages start rising a lot. But there's still a, a wage gap. I want to bring on a... I want to bring on like a girl in the medical field to kind of talk about us and ask Bring her in why. your wife. She's very biased. Or... Or bring in my, my she's been she's been brain, she's been brainwashed by me so maybe we bring in your wife <laughs> yeah yeah i think, I think Patty, we can discuss by the way she got well, what, she always talks dude she always talks about dude she gets so much crap like what why do you think being, might get a, more being an asian being an asian being small in the medical field dude she feels it every day is this from patients or other professionals. Like for pay, for her patient demographic, dude. Like they keep on. Well, would you say that? Would you say that her her patient demographic is what like lower lower class, lower education level? Yeah, lower class, lower educated, and not Asian. You know how? This is another thing. You know that non-Asian person don't really know how to tell an Asian person's age. You know we can kind of tell like oh, well, we know. like this Asian guy. You know what I mean? But like a white guy, it's like she looks, they look at Patty and like, you look 16, you know? Like, well, that's just because like, they're not used to seeing a lot of Asians. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like they don't know how to. But not, not specifically, it's not specific to Asians. It just, it's the same with, it, it, yeah. like, it's the same with, like, like for me personally, like, uh, because I've seen, I've been around Asians so much now, it's kind of like. You can tell their age. Like, no, if I look better. at, like, people of other races it's kind of hard for me to you know engage the age too and also like <laughs> you know like the stereotype was what like all asians look the same yeah but that's but that's because they don't see a lot of asian people and it, it's the same effect for me where now i'm kind of like because i don't see a lot of white people i'm like you know like <laughs> i find myself like dude like all these white guys look, like all these white people look the same to me <laughs> same, yeah, thing, no, with, same thing with like black people no I, I i agree with you yeah i have that problem too but I agree but that's not you. that's not because we're racist. It's just because we're not used to seeing a lot yeah. of different faces, you know. So that's what I'm saying. Like the her patient population, they're not used to seeing a lot of like Asians yeah. in general. So when they see one, <clears throat> and Patty looks young, they just think like you look like you're in high school, you know, like and like Patty, like it, it kind of shakes her a little bit because like you know she's gone this far to become a doctor and all this stuff. And like for them, it, it just like rubs their the wrong way, you know, and like they don't even take her serious. It also like translates to like patient care because like they don't actually take her seriously yeah. too, you know. No, when they, she's trying to be serious in her job, like that actually affects her like day to day. Yeah. Like I, I know it sounds kind of like petty, a little bit, but I I try to like put myself in her perspective. Like even me as a medical student. Like tall and like I could like say something and like the patient would believe me. Yeah. But like Patty and her status, like you know, like saying something that is actually meaningful, they're like, don't take her seriously, and that actually affects you know her, like her 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 like, I don't know, just mentality at work. Yeah. And it's just like another thing, on top of like the residency itself, you know, 
that just makes it hard. Yeah. So like, it's another thing. It's, I mean, it's, it's it's a social thing, you know. Like study shows that yeah, people who like typically like male, taller than average, um, a little more like uh older, mm-hmm. tend to ha- uh display more like authority and like people believe it more, and that's just a social thing. It's just you know, unfortunately, yeah, that's how it is. So I think I think yeah, the next so that, podcast we could definitely bring in you know someone, woman, you know, healthcare field. <laughs> Patty's gonna just go on and on. <laughs> yeah. Bring Patty on here. You hear too much about let's, it. Let's dissect her brain. <laughs> tell her to start wearing. Tell her to start wearing. Uh, you know, platform shoes, and <laughs> and start getting more buff. <laughs> and maybe yeah. I'll, I'll tell her to like you know re- reframe her reframe her her mind and just be like you know what let me I look really young for my age and I look good. You know, I try to tell her that's, that too. that's that's better than that's better than people thinking you're like you know, forty years old when you're actually twenty five. So yeah, it's the opposite effect. Yeah, I mean your wife's gonna start working soon, right? She's yeah. gonna <laughs> she's gonna feel it too. Yeah, it's, I don't know how she's gonna take it, but it's, it's, it's well, tough. yeah. So back to the question: Why do you think men get paid more than women? If I if I had to take my guess, well, I'm I'm sure there's a lot of different factors, but you know, what are some factors you can think of? Well, like I want to see, I want to see if I can get it right. I like I like. The I mean, there's no right wrong answer because no one really knows. Oh, that's true. Right. I think it's because there's more men in the workforce. Is that it? So why does that make them get paid more? It's it's not it's not a problem of reporting That's because the, this reporting is includes only full time full time workers who report wages by survey year. And I don't think that's true. I don't think there's more men. Uh, I don't think there's more men male physicians than female physicians. Really? Oh, okay. But wait, so there's actually but, no okay. The fact that you wait wait hold on. The fact that you told me there's no solution that's kind of crazy. <laughs> right, no no right, no. Uh, I'm not saying that there's answer. no s- solution. I'm just no, saying, no solution. You, Sorry, answer, uh, answer. There's no, like reasoning. no one. Yeah, no one can There's really. Like no I mean, it's, it's the same problem. Why? With, it's the same thing with like poverty or, you know, homelessness and stuff. It's it's multifactorial, so you can't really just say one thing. Right. So like one, one plays a bigger role, maybe. Right. I haven't really thought about this. I think it's just like. Males. Well, I mean, to... the, the 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 thing that people go to is because of like. Systemic, wait, wait. systemic sexism, right? Yeah, so I was and, gonna say, and the, and, and, to... and the patriarchy. Yeah, yeah. I I think because no, no, see, I don't really know much about the workforce. Like I I I've never been in like the position to like hire someone and like oh this person should get paid this. <laughs> I don't know how that works out. Like how do, how does one determine like okay this person gets paid. Fifty thousand. This person gets paid forty nine thousand. Like, what determines that? But I think that's what I would get down to the bottom of first to understand. <laughs> you know I what I mean? I, I mean, I can give you an easy answer for that. Because the person what? who got offered forty nine thousand decided to accept the job for forty nine thousand. 
and the person who oh. who got offered maybe forty nine thousand decides to renegotiate and get fifty one thousand. That's the price is what. Oh, like so and if you're saying that, then you're saying males tend to renegotiate more and get and even and get that negotiation through more than women, right? There's like different scenarios. Let me say. Um, Wait, wait, let, 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 okay. You just gave me a hint, right? Let me talk. Let me talk. Well, I'm not giving you a hint. I'm just saying, like, I, I was answering the one thing that you just brought up. No, I'm but saying. I wanna, I wanna like further look into it. So, if you're saying that it's a negotiation is a part of a thing, right? There's only a couple scenarios that might happen. Okay, so males tend to negotiate with either either this happens. Males tend to negotiate more than than females. So when you negotiate, you have a better chance of getting paid more. Okay. Or the other scenario is that both, both sex negotiate the same amount, right? But only males tend to get their negotiating accepted more frequently than females. Yeah, you're right. That could be the option too. Right. So which one is it, right? Is there studies like uh, that? You, so you so like someone some would say it's because it's sexism, that's why men will get the offer accepted more. Mm. But it could just be because the men's more persistent and they're not willing to take no for an answer. Because on right. average, have you taken a personal personality test that I told you about? Yeah, you never gave me that oh, free really? one. Let me let me gift you let me gift you and Patty <laughs> the personality test. I think it's really because you guys can take it and then compare the results to each other and you can like know more about each other. Yeah, I think it, like me and two things. Yeah, I think it's so like you, we understand each other so much more and we just like you know you can like kind of know to how to deal, how to deal with like yeah how to deal <laughs> with like problems and stuff and like you know one person's more extroverted than the other then like you understand why your partner doesn't like to go out as much and it's not because they're boring or anything are wow. you done babe okay huh yeah. oh, my arm's getting tired yeah but yeah anyway, but like on average men, men it, right? tend yeah. to be more disagreeable than women and that plays a fact into they're more likely to ask for a race first of all because when you more disagreeable you don't feel bad when you ask for things you, like men would just I mean, like, people who are more disagreeable can just be like, oh, yeah, I don't really care. Like, what's the worst thing can happen? You know, worst thing can happen is say no. But then you're more agreeable. You're going to kind of take into people's feelings. Like, oh, I feel bad for asking for a raise. Like, do I really feel, am I really good enough to ask for this number of a raise? And I don't uh -huh. want to put them in this, this situation and stuff. So women tend to be more a little bit more agreeable than men. So I think that could factor into the wage gap, too. Is that really? That's, that's one aspect of it that I feel like. That's one aspect? Yeah, men are more likely to ask for a raise. And they're more likely to get better negotiation deals because they're willing to say no. Mm. I have a lot of things. I have a lot of theories about this. Um, we can save it for when Patty gets on. But <laughs> I mean, what else do you think? Because I, I think it's disingenuous to just say, oh, sexism and patriarchy. That's why women get paid less than men. There's more to it because that, that that yeah because now again it's the same thing with poverty and stuff you just giving a single variable problem to a multi fact multi variable problem and you're trying to dumb it down to say it's one problem 
and this is how you fix it by fixing the patriarchy and fixing sexism and i think that's disingenuous and i think it's not gonna income solve the problem it, that you want i i i totally agree with you it's kind of like an incomplete thinking like you 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 haven't really like looked at all the nooks and crannies of it you know like it's, you're yeah, too, to it's too simplified it's too simple yeah yeah but i think one I think, one thing that that they make a good point is that it's because of like maternal care like women they can have to go on maternity leave they can have babies they can have kids you know so over the the the, the years of their career they can be working less than their male, male counterpart because they gotta take time off they gotta take like almost a year off you know nine months okay wait yeah. <laughs> not nine months <laughs> they're just pregnant for nine months but then when they deliver <laughs> maybe they take like yeah. a few months off but again that's kind of disrupt their you know career pros- prospect no i think that you know you brought up a good point because that time that they spend out of maternity leave right um that's time lost to like show your boss your company that i'm i'm good at doing this and i deserve more pay you know mm-hmm. it's like a hiatus yeah because so then when you come back you kind of like, like restarting you like starting yeah. over and it's it's just inherent to their their sex chromosome. Yeah, it's like biological. <laughs> it's There's not, nothing they can do about it. It's not, so it's like this gap is almost like stunt. Like it's just made because biologically we're made differently. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So that's probably enough. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. So, so I, if, I think if, I think that's that's a good problem that we can try to solve. But I don't really know what to do about it. I, I think they no, should but, just like maternity leave like higher payment or something i don't know but then that's just like that's like those that goes uh analogous to you know the um what's that whole thing like uh college college admissions they like have reserved spots for like so like affirmative know, action affirmative yeah this is going to be that, you know, like all oh, affirmative action for females because we know that they're going to be, have maternal leave. So they should have like like a boost or something, you know. You think that'll... No, I don't, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. So like a boost in the pay or what? Yeah, boost in the pay just because of their... Like boost in salary or like pay them more when they're on maternity leave? Or make maternity leave longer? Make... Or you make it about... so like boosting that salary overall like annual salary i think yeah boosting salary overall annual <laughs> i mean then that that, that just comes down yeah, to that, negotiation right yeah that's true too i mean because uh, what, what was what's the government gonna do be like oh you know what you need to add an extra ten thousand dollar if it's a woman is that what you're trying to say yeah <laughs> because See, i think that's a problem because now like, why would you want to hire a woman? You know that you have to pay them extra. Because <laughs> <laughs> then, so That's the next true. thing you got to do is like put out another affirmative action where they, you say your workplace is going to have 50% women, 50% men. Because otherwise, the place is going to hire all men and they'd be like, hey, you're discriminating against women. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Never mind. See, and then another problem with this too this argument of the pay gaps is being sexist towards women. And. So let's not even, so don't even talk about the pay gaps in like physicians and stuff, right? So there's been this thing going around saying that the pay gaps, I'm sure you heard of it, right? Like the pay gaps. It's across the board. 
between men and women. Like women get paid 83 cent for every man who get paid a dollar. You heard of that? Yeah. 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 See, that's a myth. Why? Oh, really? I mean, you just think about rationally. If you you only had to pay a woman 83 cent versus a dollar an hour per man, wouldn't you just hire a bunch of women in your company? No, but that's not the, the no, but like, <laughs> wait, hold on. Like, shouldn't we see that all across the board? Yes. <laughs> but we, like, if you were a business owner, wouldn't you just want to hire a woman? No, but because there are different, like, properties that a woman can attribute to my company versus a man. You know? Like, there's like different... What? If you're hiring, if you're hiring sales people, you know, when you just hire all female sales people, I mean, it's not, it's not like, like they can't do that. Certain men can do. Economically, economically thinking, if this was true, sure, yeah, I could save more money by hiring all women, right. but, but, it doesn't make sense because my company needs both men and women to. To do different jobs like a, or to do the same job? Yeah. To do the same job just to have like diversity, you know? Oh, well, I mean, are you sure you want diversity? <laughs> you want to keep more money in your pocket? Bro, this is, this is the blowing my brain right now, bro. <laughs> no, so. Because look. Yeah, you, you should do more research into that because. I don't get a lot of backlash for this, you know, especially with other, uh, other, other women out there. Um, I brought this up with Ashley and Courtney too, and they hated it. But it's it's the wage gap that 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 uh, the whole thing, the wage gap on average that they published a while ago that talked about the wage gap overall. I'm not talking about physician and surgeons and stuff like this one. This is a separate study, but that study that they, they keep saying that oh, women get paid less than men at eighty three cent to every dollar the man makes. There's a lot of factors they consider. They just look at the whole workforce. Okay. So that's a first of all, they look at the whole workforce as a whole, and they don't stratify the data based on experience that works, right? Based on what kind of job it is, right? Men are more likely to do a more dangerous job, work at oil rigs. They're gonna get paid more, right? Men are more likely to go into STEM fields, engineering, uh, computer, uh, right. like coding, um, right? And they're going to get those are higher paying fields compared to women who are more likely to go into more people related careers like teachers, nurses. So they, because they have different career path, like men tend to go into more higher paying jobs. First of all, men are more likely to willing to relocate to a different locations that pays more compared to women. Women like to stay near home and near their friends and family and you know, their relatives and stuff. They're less willing to move. Like, for instance, as a physician, like, men, male physicians are more likely to move to, like, rural North Dakota or South Dakota or, like, North Carolina or something to get that $500,000 family medicine gig a year than a woman would. Um, So there's all these factors that that study doesn't factor into they only look at everyone as a workforce in the hall, and they're like, okay, like, we look at 100,000 women, we look at 100,000 men, stratify across the job data, and it looks like men are making more money. And then they say that average number, and they say that all oh, men are making more money than women per hour. 
and they say there's a wage gap, and that's why it's a flawed study that everyone's been citing. Wait, wait! I really want to look to this study because yeah, like, should. I got a new world question, you know, about like study design. The new world questions are getting more tricky, especially <laughs> in statistics. <laughs> I, I feel like dude, I'm like you gotta learn your statistics, man. I realize some point is now. Yeah, but anyways, like they really try to hone it in statistics-wise. Like they give you a question, and it's like le- a legit paper, like yeah, straight up paper like with a graph. Yeah, and it's like basically what which of these phrases are like true, you know? Yeah. To the, based on that, but anyways, like I think one of them was was what you're talking about there's all these like multifactorial variables confounding i don't know like the terms ncs still need to brush up on it but like specifically to this study design right shouldn't they randomize like like all i know they took all type of jobs right but shouldn't it be like completely random and they'll they'll have a woman in the oil rig, right? A woman working in the oil rig and a man in the oil rig to be like. Well, the problem is not the problem. Like, how is, does it work? The problem is ninety percent of men of workers in the oil rigs are gonna be men. If not, so like, if not a hundred percent. Yeah. So randomization, you just pick out. So men, so when let's say when they do right? stratify the data for let's say teachers, right? Yeah. And they look at, like, look at the like teacher profession between men and women, and they found that oh, men make more money than women on average, even just in the teacher professions. So, and then they say that because that there's a wage gap, because this data that they're looking at, they only look at so like every workers in the workforce. So they do stratify the data based on like professions and stuff, and it still shows that men makes more money than women in that profession but it doesn't fact so it, it only looking at the the person in the workforce doesn't look at why that person is making more money maybe men like it's like what i said maybe men are more likely to work in higher paying area right maybe men are more likely to work overtime so they this i don't want to get into it but there's another study that shows that so they only look at one one specific like the bus drivers for the city mm-hmm. and they look at between men and women they work the same hours and yet men get paid more it's because the men were more likely to work overtime. They, they were more likely to pick up ships, like night ships and stuff. That pays more. Oh. So even when, given the, even when given the options, the women weren't as willing to take those options to make more money compared to the men. So the problem with the study is that they only look at just like workers in the workforce with no other stratification like overtime or you know locations or how long they've been working. A man working like for the past thirty years is gonna be making more than a woman who just entered for the past five years. Mm-hmm. So it's a flawed study design, right? Because it's it's not control enough mm-hmm. for you to make a specific statement saying that oh, based on this data, women make less money wow. than men. But it's still true in, in in the other study that you said, right? Which one? Like the twenty, like. You're naming the each year, like 2016. The one I just showed you with the physicians? Yeah. Well, this one, I haven't yeah, seen yeah, the yeah. exact study yet. This is just the graph that I saw. Someone like the AMC, the AMC posted. Um, oh. So, but that's my point though. That's why I brought this up because 
I was trying to, you know, kind of go into like the reason why it can result in this graph that shows that men are making more money than women. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're, either you're brainwashing me or like this is actually... I am brainwashing you. I just want you to have... See, this is this is why it's not that free speech, right? Because you're hearing <laughs> out of the other side. You know? Uh, yeah. And I want to and then the you can side. and then you can decide what was, what, which ones you think makes more sense. I want to know. <laughs> I, I don't want to put words in their mouth, so you know, bring them on and, and, well, you, and okay, have them talk don't say Ashley Corda, just say what's the other side. Well, the other side well, is that should... is because there's sexism, or systemic sexism that is against women, and it's the patriarchy that's that's keeping uh, women's wages low. And the, uh, the, the problem that I have with that is because you're not finding the real root. You're not... It's like, for instance, like let's say, maybe if the actual reason or one of the big factor of why women was getting paid so low compared to men is because they might not be as good at negotiating as men. Right? Mm-hmm. And if you know that that's the case, if you like, oh, you know what? The study kind of shows this. Maybe the woman can know this and they can be like, you know what? I think that's true. Let me hire a contract lawyer to negotiate for me. And then and then that's how you can solve the issues rather than just saying, oh, the system is against you. And I don't know. I don't know what they're trying to we can do. I don't know what how to I really don't that. know what the problem <laughs> to defeat the patriarchy and systemic sexism is. But how how would you prove that let's say your hypothesis was the negotiation thing. Men yeah. negotiate are better negotiators than women. Yeah. Right. But how would so how would you prove that hypothesis is true? So the no hypothesis would be that men and women negotiate at the same they have the same success rate. Mm-hmm. How would you st- make a study design like that? <laughs> I mean I'm not I'm not like a research expert, but I think for me, I, you know, you can look at let's just say one hospital, right? Um and then yeah. what you can do is you look at one hospital and you see you look at their hiring uh the, like who would they interview, okay? And the people that they do decide to interview, let's say how many renegotiations were conducted before the contract was signed. Right? And then you compare yeah. that between men and women. Maybe uh, men tend on average to have more renegotiated. They ask for more uh, renegotiation on the contract, more changes in the contract compared to women did. And then like, based on that, I'm like, surprised. it's the only thing that you can learn from that. Then you can see like, oh, uh... using that data, you can be like, Oh, you know, women tend Dude, to. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> but I, I'm surprised that no one has done. It seems it's pretty simple. You can get that data, right? Dude, let's do it. Why not? Like well, you, you, you probably just gotta contact the hospital. I don't know. If they. The problem is like I don't know if they'd be willing to be transparent with their hiring practices. Right. Like first, like they don't oh, want people wow. to know how much the coworker make. I think when you sign a contract I think a lot of time they make you like oh you can't disclose how much you make to your coworkers and stuff there's gotta be a way to get this data yeah I mean if they were willing but, to you know no solve a problem but... but has no one done any data about like the, the negotiation thing I'm not sure maybe maybe someone did but see that's another thing too like if you don't if you if all, if all you're doing is blaming sexism and patriarchy then you wouldn't even think about these problems to run these data in the first place. Dang, man. Let's do it. Yeah, you should look into it. 
All right. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, listen to us next week. Maybe we'll talk more about this wave chat. This is interesting, man. Tin over here educating me like always. Uh, <laughs> brainwashing. Stop, stop oh, brainwashing too. Stop reading so much, man. You gotta have me catch up too. <laughs> Let me brainwash you something. Yeah, brainwash me, bro. Next time. I was gonna talk about the satanic group, but you know, yeah. I don't know. Jazz was uh, into that. Stuff. <laughs> 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 okay, but yeah, make sure you guys like, subscribe, follow us on Apple, Spotify, and all that jazz. Okay. And don't. Yeah. All right. I'll see you guys next time.